friends, welcome to WrestleBuddies GameSpot's wrestling podcast filled with wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship. I am your host, Matt Elfring, and with me, as always, is none other than Chris Hayner. Chris, how are you on this special day? Matt, I'm fantastic. Guess what, everybody? This ain't Thursday. This is not a full-fledged episode. We're bringing you a little something special today. We we looked at the we looked at the the dinner menu that we normally provide to you guys every week, and we're like, you know what? You know what we haven't had in a long time specials. I mean, we had the elimination chamber predictions recently, but we we need to give you some specials. So we got a special for you today, Chris. What's the special of the house? Oh, today we are talking to one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Shayna Baszler. Uh, Shayna and her co-champion, Nia Jax, they're headed to NXT this week to take on the team of Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, the winners of the first ever Dusty Rhodes Women's Tag Team Tournament. We are going to be uh, obviously talking about wrestling, but because we are uh, GameSpot and nerds. Yeah, we, yeah we're nerds. <laughs> we're, we're talking because about we're video the, games. We're talking about video games. We're also talking, honestly, and this this is, this might sound like a joke. It's not. We're talking about magic because this is the stuff I care about. Not Magic the Gathering. We're talking magic tricks, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a special guest this week. Uh, coming live to Wrestle Buddies is none other than the uh, one half of the women's tag team champions, Shayna Baszler. Shayna, welcome to the show. How are you today? Doing well. Just getting ready to go to work. Uh, you. This is this is a big week for you. You're going home to NXT. You're defending the raw the women's tag team championship chips against Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, Obviously, they just had a fantastic run through the women's Dusty Rhodes tournament. I'm wondering, like, you, after being on Raw and SmackDown and facing, honestly, the best women's tag teams around, how how legit are they of a challenge to you and Nia? Well, how legit of a challenge is anyone to me and Nia? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if, if they want to, you know, they did a great job through that tournament they showed that they're the best tag team in that tournament, but like we weren't in that tournament because we don't need to be. So I don't know. They're flying high right now, but they're going to learn. They're going to learn real fast. So everyone who, who comes through NXT talks about like how special it is. Uh, mm -hmm. So what did NXT mean to you and, you know, to be able to return to your home base for that match? Well, I think that the the nature of Raw being just a much bigger show, it's it's um, been around a lot longer. You know, NXT's like like just over a year, maybe a year and a half, been on TV, uh, live TV. So I think like the nature of Raw being so much bigger makes NXT a little more intimate, and I think that that's something that that stays with you the the vibe and it's something we missed you know during this time without having that big live crowd uh it's it's nxt fans really follow the stories really grab onto the characters and 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 what the what the stories are being or what stories are being told and, and and things like that and it's it's just more intimate and that's the nature of it because um you know because it is a smaller audience um that that to me i'm i'm so glad that i got to experience that uh even though they hated me most of the time i was there um i i i love that at the end of it and i didn't see it until actually i i went to raw 
And then, you know, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And I think people were appreciating what I did for the title and the division and just the, the girls that were there during that time. Uh, you mentioned like the fact that it's been a very strange year without that live audience to sort of hook into. Uh, obviously, returning to NXT, it, ha- it actually has a very small live audience that's there in the room with you. Mm-hmm. And now you're also looking ahead at WrestleMania where you're there. You guys are going back to Raymond James Stadium and you're going to be in front of the live crowd. How anxious are you to get that live energy back? Like the Thunderdome is an incredible experience, Mm -hmm. but I'm I'm assuming nothing can actually replicate that actually being surrounded by people. So I've, I've said this about MMA and pro wrestling both. And I think they're, they're the same in that they're meant to be the way that it's meant to be digested is live. Um, now that goes hand in hand. So as an audience member, you can say that about a lot of things, you know, it's, it's better live, but the audience is more or less a character in the show of pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, we've, we've, we lost a character. We, a lot of what we do is based on how the crowd reacts and yeah, we can get that with the Thunderdome now, but like I said, there's something about being in person and just the energy's different. And um, the Thunderdome is better than when we were at the empty performance center. But but I don't think I think I kind of took that for granted because the Thunderdome seems so extravagant that when I went back to NXT and had the surprise appearance, it was like, oh right, there's people and our promos, we can't, we have to like talk between a crowd chanting and like um it was very it was like a breath of fresh air and i cannot wait until wrestlemania that first crowd live back because they're going to be just as excited as we are to Mm -hmm. to perform in front of them so i think that's just the energy is just going to be off like like the first time we're ever (laughs) stepping out of that curtain for everyone you know so i can't wait I think like in the year and a half that we've been having to ask, or a year, I guess now that we've been having to ask the kind of, or talk, discuss this question of no live audiences. I think that might be my favorite answer out of everybody we've ever talked to that you're, I mean, saying the audience is a crowd is the most just like, Oh yeah, duh. That totally makes sense. So I guess, thank you for just kind of saying the most poignant thing I've heard in a year. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's true. You know, and anyone that experiences pro wrestling knows that, but you kind of forget it because you're the crowd, mm-hmm. but there's no, you can't go to a Broadway show and yell something at the character and that character responds to you. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like there's, there is some, there is something lost and we've done a great job in the Thunderdome and obviously the WWE being the best company we've done a great job of, of keeping wrestling alive during this, but there is, there is something that gets lost without a, a, a character in the show. Um, speaking of characters, uh, Chris and I are big up, up, down, down fans. I, I think we've talked about that 8 <laughs> billion times a week. Uh, and you know, we, we got to see a different side of you kind of fun, loving video game. You're, you're a nerd just like the rest of us. But when it comes to Shayna Baszler, the queen of spades, that very intimidating, just like I'm going to beat everybody up and scare everybody at home character. Uh, do you have like any pre-match rituals to kind of get into that mindset? Um, I think that it helps me that I did MMA before wrestling because standing in gorilla behind that curtain feels exactly the same. The variables are different, obviously. Um, 
but it feels the same in here. So I think it's easy for me to turn the switch. Um, and I think it helps. And, and, and I'm sure like people that maybe wrestle on smaller shows themselves or something, I always ask vets the, the, what, you know, gimmick. I think the best gimmick is not a gimmick. I think it's, it's when it is a real piece of you, you're just kind of like cranking up that, that piece of you. So there is a real side of me that, is like these guys don't know how to be in a fight. I could I could waste these people in 30 seconds and take on the whole roster in one episode of Raw if I wanted to. And so I think, you know, it's it's um being a professional wrestler is great sublimation because that would be like a weird thing to walk around in life saying like you that's a crazy person walking around saying you could beat everyone up, but I get to I get to like let that part be crank to 11 um on the amplifier and i think it's it makes it easy when that there is a piece of truth to it uh and now uh, obviously as as matt mentioned you've become a big part of the the up up down down crew uh hmm. you and like bre as a whole how did that 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 quartet of gamers like how did you guys come together and because like <laughs> it's been it's like again matt and i both love that channel and the content it puts out but like this has been such a new really fun energy thrown into the mix and i'm what so like what where did that come from well so we all were living in separate apartments and we were just kind of joking around one day um we were like guys if we all paid the same that we do in the apartments and got like a really cool house we could get a really cool house like why shouldn't we do that now and it was kind of a joke and we saw this ad pop up on like Zillow or something. And um, we were like, guys, we should go get a tour. Like, we don't have to do it. And then <laughs> once we saw the house, we were like, yeah, but why don't we do it? <laughs> and so we all ended up moving in together. And basically everyone has their, their kind of their own wing. I say wing, it's not that, it's not <laughs> that huge of a house, but like their own kind of area. Um, for their streaming setup and um, their gaming setup and whatnot. So um, we just started like, we just found games that we liked playing together. So it started off as like, um, you know, me and Dakota are gonna play Far Cry cause it's a two player co-op game, you know, or like, uh, but, then, but then we found like, oh man, we could all play Among Us, that's fun. And then, oh wow, we could all play uh uh what are what are some other ones grounded we were playing grounded for a long time like grounded is fun really fun like it's and a we blast. were we were um i don't know so it just became a thing where we would now we were searching for four player co-op games uh and that be kind of came became our niche where you know uh the party and up up down down those guys are playing against each other a lot of times and a lot of times we do that too. Don't get me wrong. That's the fun <laughs> in games, but we, we, a lot of times are playing the more co-op like phasmophobia and, and games like that where we're having to work together. So. And what games are you kind of enjoying the most right now? Um, so we got back on sea of thieves recently and it's awesome. And we it's all have, so good. it's so good. And we all have a role on the boat. And, you know, there's four of us, so we, we sail a galleon, and we all have a role, and, and, and we've made up these elaborate backstories onto how our crew came together, and who, 
each other is in each other's lives. So it's it's fun. But the thing about Sea of Thieves is that um, not just the random events, but because it's PvP, mm-hmm. like we'll sign on and be like, let's just do like one quest. But it always turns into something epic. You either run across a boat or like a ghost ship army or like uh, Megalodon attacks or something. So it's always it's always a good time. There's never like uh, uh, like like ungrounded sometimes. You can be like, all right, I'm just going to work on the base. And you can spend a while just working on the base. But like in Sea of Thieves, there's something crazy happens all the time. So we've been on that pretty pretty hardcore lately. Um, we're starting to kind of dabble in Valheim too. Um, so yeah that's probably the things the four of us are on together right now Sea of Thieves is nuts because a very quick session can turn into hours of fighting monsters and other pirates more often than not it's like yeah I got an hour or two let's do this and then three four hours later because you couldn't you got so much treasure and you have to you can't now you have to fight (laughs) like yeah it's it's awesome I think like the because GameSpot Entertainment team, we all had a Sea of Thieves game going, and the first couple times I tried to play with you guys, it's like we're gonna do a quick quest. It'll take fifteen minutes, and then it was two a.m. and I got, I got five hours <laughs> yeah. of work, guys. Man, yeah. come yeah. on! It's it's uh, oh, it's so much fun. Uh, is are there are what are the what are sort of the games that you de- like? Obviously, there's new stuff coming out, stuff you play with your friends. But are there any games that you default to that you like? You just know far and away you are better at these games than anybody else. Um, I think, I think that for some reason, I I don't have a good explanation. I'm really good at sci-fi first person shooters, but not realistic. So like, I'll be good at like Halo and Destiny, but I'm not too good at like Call of Duty. And I don't know why that is. I don't know. Maybe it's just, I spent, I I lean more towards sci-fi stuff Mm -hmm. anyway. Um, but maybe it's just i've spent more time doing it i don't know but in my mind it should work kind of the same right it's just like it should be. <laughs> yeah. i i would think so but i'm exactly the same way i love halo but like a call of duty it i can't do it well because it stresses me out it's yeah i don't know real. i don't know what it is it's it's i don't know why but i i i lean more towards that and then the thing about me too is that i'm like a really I'm a huge nerd. So if you give me something like, like we did that league of legends thing mm. um, where we did NXT versus raw uh, league of legends competitive game. Um, so I was never into league of legends before that, but if you tell me I need to like, I'm going to compete at this and then here's, here's the date. I, I got so into like reading about um, which perks to buy when and the the clock what time certain stuff appeared like i will go so deep in and then i was annoying the team at the time because i'm like calling them and i'm like okay so it says if you're gonna be this character that you should buy this unless you're in bottom lane you're gonna be more like if, if i got i i'll just like dive in reading every possible thing i can about it um, and really, you know, same with like a fighting game. I'll sit for two hours in training mode, just watching the frames. Where is it animation and where can I interrupt? <laughs> like, so I'm not a person that just is, there's some people like Creed that are just good at every game. That's not me, but give me a game to be good at and I will get good at it for sure. 
And uh, the last thing I wanted to personally hit on before we wrap up is I heard you on Renee Young's podcast last week. Yeah. And he, you spoke extensively about magic, which blew my mind. Um, <laughs> like magic a, tricks or magic magic, magic tricks, specifically yeah. magic tricks. A, I love I love that you're into magic and doing magic, but B, where should if someone wants to get into magic, what's a, where's a good place for them to start? Because like, I don't know about you. I grew up watching all these magic TV specials and go, like seeing little magic shows and thinking like, that would be amazing. And every single time I've tried to learn magic or like look up how to do a different card trick, it's the most difficult thing to figure out. Yeah. So it's, like, what's the secret? So the way I did it, so I was the same. I, I watched magic and then it wasn't until um, when David Blaine started coming around and doing mm. close-up magic that really struck a chord with me because I, in my mind, it was like, man, if I could really do this stuff, I wouldn't be telling people like, all right, everyone remain behind the line. I'd be like, you guys get over here. Look at this. Right. <laughs> um, so I started really getting into that. So what I did was I just went online and bought a DVD of like card flares first. So card flares, are like the the stuff that looks like magic that's not so like cool ways to cut the deck mm. or like cool different ways to shuffle you can like the 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 thing where you like make the card go and flies to your other hand type stuff um which i'm still terrible at i can only get maybe one out of ten but then it really is just a matter of like anything new sucking at it for a while until you get it and I think the thing that's super annoying about learning card stuff is that you have to pick up the card. Like when you mess <laughs> up, you have to pick up the cards. And then like for most magic, they all need to be facing the same way. So it's not just like pick them up. Like that's so annoying, but you have to be okay with playing 52 pickup um, while you're learning all these like different ways to shuffle and, and manipulate and, you know, do it for the mirror, do it for your dog and then do it for your, brother or sister and then go on from there but it's it just takes a lot of reps of sucking awesome. it's just a, it's you're just bringing a whole new element to the idea for the queen of spades it's a whole yeah new well that's that's where i got it from so i got the nickname because my coach at the time saw me doing a card trick and then i had a fight and he told the ring announcer to announce me is that i didn't even know so i'm walking out to the ring and it was the first time i heard it so it just kind of stuck well, listen, when you're ready, when you're ready to move away from like the, the super badass MMA gimmick, <laughs> like the card magician, Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler, is there waiting for you? When I, when I, uh, when I was a kid pretending to be a wrestler in the backyard, mm -hmm. I was, I wore my, a da my dad's winter coat at the time, which to, in my imagination was a trench coat. And I was Andrea Vegas, the card shark. <laughs> yeah. And I would like, I, it, I didn't do magic. I was pretending I was one of those. I saw on like Mr. Rogers or something that someone like throwing cards at like a watermelon. Mm -hmm. So I was like this card throwing Andrea Vegas. I don't know. That was my like wrestler when I was playing wrestler in the backyard. That's incredible. Thank you so much. <laughs> Chris. There's a few things I'd like to talk about post interview. Absolutely, go nuts. First of all, it was very hard not to bring up the Ultimate Fighter because I remember watching her on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh -huh. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved that show because I used to be a bit. I used to be very, very big into UFC. So weirdly enough, I was never. I never liked UFC. I don't like MMA. Like, and I, I don't like it because like I, I look down. I like no. It's too much for me. I've been punched in the face and it sucks. So like watching people get really punched in the face hurts my soul. But I did like the Ultimate Fighter uh, because your boy loves a competition reality series like no mm-hmm. other. So like yeah, I I also I too remember Shayna from the Ultimate Fighter, and like it's 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 wild to me to see how far she's come. It's it's also wild to me to see that like her character from NXT is basically untouched on like on Raw and SmackDown. Like I'm sorry, in main WWE on Raw, uh, because I feel like a lot of times you see a character from NXT with a lot of success, kind of get just uh, molded a little bit differently mm-hmm. when they get put onto uh, one of the weeknight shows. And hers just stayed the same. Yeah. She's the queen of spades. She's a machine. She's a killer. And it's crazy because, Matt, we've we've both we've both uh, had opportunities to talk to Shayna before. Yep. And we're very <laughs> intimidated by the prospect because you see her on TV and she like she is a stone cold assassin in the ring. And like, it's kind of scary. But she's one of the nicest people. She's just nice. And Shayna's doing magic, too. Uh, very exciting. I like. I just. I like hearing about wrestlers' hobbies outside of wrestling and outside of video games too. Actually, yeah, there's we yeah, all have that. Yeah, video video games are like a pretty common thing for wrestlers now. Everybody nowadays. plays video games just in general. Everyone Absol- does absolutely. But like learning that, like finding out that Shayna is like not only into magic but can do magic tricks mm-hmm. the best. The best, I, I, and, gonna, and I'm gonna buy that DVD. <laughs> I want to learn. Flares. I'm gonna learn how to do some card flares because, like Matt, no joke. I've wanted to learn magic most of my life, and I've tried multiple times. And like my hands and cards do not work well together. So if a DVD can teach me to like tame that and figure it out, I'm down. It's a lot of this, and you can't see this because it's an audio thing. Jazz fingers, man. Uh, yeah, just jazz fingers. I don't know. It's how you learn to twirl drumsticks. That's a good way to learn how to do card flares too. I can't do that either. Finger mobility. I don't have that. I don't have it, but maybe if I install the hardware from the DVD and into me, like it'll work. She mentioned magic, the gathering. I should have asked. <laughs> Cause like, I just thought about it. It's like, she said like not magic the Gathering. I'm like, Oh wait, does she, she play it? She play the MTG. What's her turns out, watch, it turns out she's like she's like a wor- like a worldwide like top five ranked MTG player. I'm gonna I'm gonna say she's got a dragon deck, maybe an elf deck. Elf decks gonna, are always good. I'm gonna say I don't know what any of this means, and I don't think what you're saying is real. It's all real. It's all very real. I do a lot of coverage of Magic: The Gathering on uh, Gamespot.com. All right, Chris, I'll teach you some magic. I've done I've done magic on stage before. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm glad that didn't come up. That did not come up. <laughs> Uh, anyway, thank you. Thank, thank <laughs> it won't come up. <laughs> it will not come up. Anyway, th- thank you. Thank you to Shayna for stopping by. Thank you, WWE, for making this happen. And like, honestly, watch the women's tag title match on NXT this week. It's 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 Shayna and Nia versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, and it's gonna be a banger. As most episodes, Matt, I don't know how. I don't know if you're up to date on NXT, bro. The Undisputed Era is dead. Yeah. Adam Cole super kicked everyone to death. But also, I want to point this out. This is something we talk about the show a lot 
the women's division on NXT is straight oh. fire. It's better than the men's division. It's, it's I think so it's so good. It's everyone on there is fantastic. Also, Johnny Gargano has a weird kind of cult uh, group, The Way, with Austin Tahiri and uh, Candice LeRae, his wife. Thank you for pronouncing Austin Theory's name the way we pronounced it at Evolve Shows. That's right, Austin Tahiri. Anyway, we'll be back Thursday with a full episode. We just wanted to make sure we got this out to you as soon as possible. As always, uh, rate, subscribe. Uh, comment, review, do all that stuff in the Apple Podcast app, iTunes, the Android app. Whatever you're listening to this podcast on, give it as many stars as humanly possible. That's it. See you next week or in two days. Thanks for listening to Russell Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week.